You're listening to Real Estate for Real People, hosted by the Stone Sisters. The Stone Sisters have built an award-winning realty business, and they're here to share some of their knowledge with you. A new episode drops every Thursday. If you enjoy the show, please share it with a friend and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. And visit www.stonesisters.com for more information just like this. Welcome back. Thank you so much for tuning in and joining us. Um, we are here live. We're talking about real estate for real people. And we want to talk about the market today. It is, it's August. You know, we've, we've had the height of the market was back in March. We're seeing all these articles that are posting everywhere saying the market is crashing and doom and gloom. And, uh, and we want to talk about how that's not the case. It's not what we're seeing. Just to dispel some of the myths. I mean, as you're saying, Shannon, when you, when you read the headlines, and, and that's what most of us do is only read headlines. And you go, oh, the bubble has burst and the crash is coming. And we're getting a lot of inquiries of people saying, well, I'm not going to buy a house now because I, they're going to be worth half the money in, in a few months. And that's not the case. No, it's... when we look at it, and if we look sort of at those five-year trends, uh, when we look back in January of 2017, properties, so 86% of properties were, were selling and rate... Or... Well, they were selling for 86% of asking price. So and... that's 16% off of, or yeah. 14% off of asking price. And now what is that? Yeah, right now we're seeing properties sell for about 4% off. So about 96%. So it's interesting because, you know, back in 2017, five years ago, the market was, was much more, you know, it was calmer certainly than we're yeah. seeing now, but that was still a healthy market. There were lots of people buying and lots of people selling, and it was just normal that you'd see properties. I mean, you know, selling under 90% of asking, that was, that was abnormally low. It was January. So, you know, taking that with a, that yeah. grain of salt, but still it's, you know, back then I don't remember any headlines that were doom and gloom when we had that number. So, you know, I think it's... It's, it's interesting too. What I look at is we're not seeing a, a whole amount of new listings coming no. on the market. We did. We saw, you know, when the market was at its peak in March of this year, we we saw our list, you know, amount of listings climb. But it climbed dramatically. You know, yeah, from March, I think single family homes in Kelowna, we were hovering around 400 in the central Okanagan, mm -hmm. and that that climbed all the way up to over 1,300 last month. But August historically is is a rather quiet month. I mean, everybody's on summer holidays and getting a little bit of the sunshine and, and we haven't seen those inventory levels continue to climb the way they were. And I think really, if we were in a doom and gloom market, if we were having truly people panicking, they would be putting their houses on the market and they're not. Yeah. You know, yeah. I think people are looking and going, okay, let's just wait this out. And, you know, we might be in a little bit of a sluggish market for the next well, remainder of this year, I mm -hmm. suspect. I think so too. Interest rates will likely increase in September again. Yeah. But then I think, you know, when we look at that 30-year average looking at interest rates, they often do decrease. So they'll increase maybe one more time. And when you look at that or twice, but then likely they'll decrease. People are even saying back in, you know, January or February, we can expect to have interest rates go down. Well, and I think something that I, a, a, a brilliant client of ours, actually, it's the client who built this house, uh, um, had just a great bit of advice or a great little nugget that I took and, and have shared with many people. And she said, you know, part of what has made the current interest rates so tough for us to swallow is we got really used to free money. Mm -hmm. I mean, interest so rates, you could, you could get a mortgage at... 2%. I mean, I heard of people getting mortgages under 2%, 1.8% or what have you. So now, you know, posted rates or rates that people are getting are in the high 4, mm -hmm. 4.8, 4.9, 5% 5 interest rates. Historically speaking, over the last 20 years, that's still a really good rate. But mm -hmm. it's just when you compare it to, as she said, as you compare it to, you know, nearly free money, paying anything more than free, it's a hard pill to swallow. 
it is a hard pill to swallow. But you know, it's not it's not doom and gloom. I think no. that's that's the whole point of it is that yeah. you know we are seeing that frenzy sort of as we said slow down a little bit, mm-hmm. but. By no means is it no one's buying. We're actually having quite a number of buyers come here still from out-of-town markets. Yes. Vancouver, Toronto, Manitoba. And a lot of the local Calgary. market are finally saying, okay, now is the time. That frenzy's gone. I'm comfortable now. Mm-hmm. I can have a little bit of time to list my house, sell it within a reasonable amount of time, and then have, you know, be able to go and find something. So. Well, let's let's bring up something that, that hasn't been talked about or we haven't talked about it yet. And let's talk about this mandatory waiting period or holding period. Yes. Because the point. government is bringing that in. Probably a little bit too late because that will come into effect in January of yes. next year of 2023. And what sort of impact do you think that's going to have on our market? To be honest, I don't know if it's really going to impact the market much because mm-hmm. it's all level playing field. Everybody's mm-hmm. going to be in the same position. So it's just as if, you know, everybody had to put the same, you know, have the same clause on a contract or, mm-hmm. or something because that's essentially what this is. Well, and it it's, really, it's only applying to subject free offers. So that's I right. think the market has shifted now that people aren't, they don't need to make a subject free offer. No. And, and, you know, I think there are some, you know, they're trying to get away from people doing subject free with the fee that goes mm-hmm. back to the seller and so yes. on. So, uh, you know, I think the market has shifted. They were, they were wanting to slow down the housing market and it slowed down before this, this law even came into play. But so you wonder, do you think that law, I guess it will still come into play, but it's really not going to make any impact on the market. I don't no. think. No, no, I don't think so either. It's, no. it's just interesting. You know, people are still sort of asking and wondering and going, okay, well, how, how will that affect things? And yeah. we're not, as we say, we're not in that sort of market where people need to make an offer subject free, mm-hmm. which is so much healthier. It's right? so much healthier, much easier being a buyer and nice being a seller. You don't have all these frenzy of offers and you're kind of thinking, did I leave money on the table or, or what have you? So yeah. it just gives breathing room for both sides, which I think is, is great. Well, and you just went through this. I mean, it's, it's good for us realtors. People laugh and, and say that we mm-hmm. move a lot as realtors, but we do it because it's good for our clients so that we're empathetic it's true. It's and true. We're sympathetic to, it for you. <laughs> to the stresses of moving. And, and, you know, tell us about that. Talk a little yeah. bit about, you know, because you were still a little bit in the frenzy. You were at the tail end of the frenzy when you bought. Yeah, we were at the tail end of the frenzy when we bought. And, you know, I, I have to just say going through moving, you know, it's good for us to go through it because I realize the pain that everybody goes through going through it. It's stressful. Mm-hmm. Holy. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of moving parts. So, you know, things like I just remembered I had to get my mail forwarded. Mm-hmm. So it's getting your mail forwarded. It's getting all your utilities changed. It's, you know, hiring painters. It's getting little because you always want to make a house a little bit more yourself and, and put your own touches on it. So it's organizing all of that and and boxes and movers and having contractors not show up or being yeah. late or you know. Well, and, and, you know, I, I, I look at it as, as your realtor, as, as an observer and think, okay, it, you know, as much as we were seeing inventory level levels climb, you know, there was apparently way more for sale hovering at 1300 yeah. listings or so. You guys still had a hard time finding something that, that met your needs. You looked for a long time. Well, I think also too, you know, cause I was asked this question the other day, they said, you know, we realized that we had bought sort of as the market was just going down and the market did go down further after we had bought. And they said, well, do you regret buying? Cause you you know, now you could probably, or wait till fall, you're going to be able to scoop up a really good deal. I said, you know what? I don't believe so. I'm thrilled mm-hmm. that we bought when we did. Mm-hmm. You know, we were able to sell. It's all relative. We were able to sell where we did mm-hmm. and buy where we did. But it, you know, as long as you're looking at holding onto the market over, you know, I always say a five-year period, but even less than that, when we look back at, you know, years of the stats, you're going to be just fine. You're not going to lose money. And you only lose money when you realize that loss, when you cash out, when you sell your property is yeah. when you realize that loss. If you're planning on staying and holding on to it, 
you're going to be just fine. And I think there are a lot of measures in place that, that really are cost prohibitive to people doing a lot of flipping and mm -hmm. buying and selling. I mean, when you, when you purchase a home in BC, you've got property transfer tax. That's considerable. It's 1% on the first 200,000, 2% from 200,000 to 2 million. It goes to 3%. Yeah. Over 3 million, it goes to 5%. It's, that's a big chunk of money mm -hmm. that you're paying. If it's a new home, you're paying GST. Your when, lawyer's fees, those have all gone up. Yeah. Home inspector costs have gone up. Everything's gone well, up. Well, and then when you sell, of course, you're going to pay commission. So it's, yeah. you know, I don't know that many people, I don't see as many people who are buying and selling, no. you know, flipping a whole ton. I, I think it's, the, these are expensive endeavors to embark upon. So I agree. I agree. I don't so. think we see much of that, but. So if you have other questions, we are always happy to answer them. So please feel free to reach out, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and you know, we're only a phone call away. Thanks for listening to this episode of Real Estate for Real People. If you want to reach out to the Stone Sisters, visit www.stonesisters.com. This podcast was produced by Podigy Podcasts. See you next time.